As we continue to find ways to make trades to improve the pitching staff, warning signs continue to flash about trading away this particular type of hitter. We'll discuss it today on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter, X, at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on YouTube as well. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Want to hear your thoughts on everything that we're doing here. Plus, hit the notification button so you know when all the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball. All of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational and over. 30 states check out sleeper today playing the armchair general manager it's got its perks right it's kind of nice we can wheel and deal names and contracts around without a care in the world doesn't bother us one bit it's not our money we have no consequences to uh our decisions and the only thing we really got to worry about is you know some internet trolls telling us how dumb we are which is fine which is fine uh, but in reality, John Mozalock, John Mozalock really doesn't have a, a security blanket like this. You know, um, when he swings a deal on paper, you know, that that's not what he can do. He's, he, he does it in real life. And if he makes a deal and it blows up in his face, he he gets torched. He gets torched by us, the fans, for years and years. I mean, look what we've done to him over the, granted, in hindsight, huge mistakes of letting Adolis Garcia go for practically nothing. Trading away Randy Arozarena, Zach Gallen, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, forget the good moves. Forget the good moves that he makes. Forget the Paul Goldschmidt's, the Nolan Arenados, assembling the staff that that drafted Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Nolan Gorman, Lars Newbar, Ryan Helsley, uh, Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan. Plenty to go around. It's the bad stuff. It's the bad trades, the bad free agent deals, and the bad draft picks that we like to focus on because. That's what gets the headlines. That's what gets it. It's the negativity gets the headlines all the time. Just like in the real world, in the news, the lead is always the bad stuff first. The shock value of all of it is what people react to. All the fluffy stories about uh, charities and community work, stuff like that. That's later on. You get murder, explosions, house fires, robberies, all that stuff right at the beginning of, of your newscast. And the reason I bring this up is because this offseason, it's going to be huge for how we remember John Mosellock as the president of baseball operations. As much good as he has done, and he's done a lot of it, okay? Look at the records of the Cardinal teams that he's been a part of, all right? Don't tell me he's some terrible GM after having one losing season. But it's the negative stuff that stands out to us more than anything. It's also this bad season, this horrible season that we just had, very fresh in our minds still. 
uh, after one of the worst seasons in franchise history. It's mainly his fault for building that sort of team. And he'll take the blame, and I, it's fine. You can tear. I'm not sticking up for John Mosellock. I'm just saying he's had a lot of good seasons too. Last year, horrible. I put a lot of blame on him for that. This season, especially this off season, is going to be huge as to how we remember him. Because if he does this back to back, oh, his legacy is really going to be tarnished. Um, making big trades for guys like Dylan Cease or Tyler Glass now. Could be home runs that that pay off in helping restore this team's confidence going into 2024, make some contenders again. They could also be huge mistakes as well if they don't pan out the way that we hope they would if these deals were to happen. Nothing's happened yet. We still got GM meetings coming up, winter meetings after that. It's gonna it's gonna pick up as soon as the postseason is over. But um as of right now, all we can do is kind of go back and forth with ideas and different theories of how we can fix the team. And that's part of the fun of the offseason. Now, Bernie Miklas over at ScoopsWithDannyMac.com and KFNS 590 did an article recently about the team being cautious when it comes to making deals this offseason and just being careful in particular about trading away a particular style of hitter. And we're talking about left-handed hitters. You know, guys like Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, Lars Newtbar specifically, because of their importance to the lineup and how good this team actually can be when those guys are in the lineup together. Now, I'm going to link the full article in the show notes and in the info on YouTube, but here's a little taste of some of the stuff that he said. Huge article that's written up, but I'm going to give you some of the the highlights of it. Uh, Over the last two seasons, the Cardinals have been among the top 10 teams in the majors in their performance against right-handed pitching, ranking eighth overall across 2022 and 2023. Three reasons for the enhanced performance against right-handed pitchers are Brendan Donovan, Lars Newbar, and Nolan Gorman. Donovan has a 287 average and a 381 on base percentage against right-handers and with improving power. This past season, he slugged 460 and had an 831 OPS against them. Very good. As a rookie, Gorman slugged 428 with 14 home runs against righties, but added experience made... Gorman considerably more dangerous against righties in 2023. This past season, he slugged 477 and blasted 23 home runs off of right-handed pitchers. When Newbar faced righties in 2023, his batting average and on-base percentage were up 54 points, both categories compared to 2022. He slugged percentage, his uh, slugging percentage was roughly the same, around 450 over the two years, but his OPS versus righties increased from 774 in 2022 to 835 last season. On average, the Cardinals score more runs when the three left-handed bats are in the lineup for the same game, but it's been a problem to keep them on the field. They missed a combined 139 in-season days because of injuries in 2023. Donovan, 62. Newbar, 49. Gorman, 28. Uh, They were in the same starting lineup only 46 times in 2023. That's only 28.4% of the 162-game schedule. In the final 34 games that featured Donovan, Gorman, and Newbar in the same lineup, the Cardinals went 21-13. and 13. That's a 618 winning percentage and averaged 5.35 runs per game. With Donovan missing after July 29th when uh, the that unplugged the trio, the Cardinals went down 25-31. and 31. They averaged 3.9 runs per game. Can the Cardinals swing a trade for a starting pitcher without having to give up Gorman, Donovan, or Newt Bar? That is the big question. Donovan is an on-base machine, 
with burgeoning power, has been used at six different positions and won the utility glove in 2022, is not eligible for free agency until 2028. Newt Bar is just 26, can play all three outfield positions. Since the start of July in 2022, Newt Bar has posted a 374 on base percentage, 473 slugging, and an 848 OPS. Uh, Newt Bar has been 35% above league average offensively over that time. He's not allowed to become a free agent until 2028. And then Gorman's raw power, scary. And he's only 23. He won't be eligible for free agency until 2029. Gorman's 27 home runs were the most in franchise history in a season by a left-handed hitter age 23 or younger. And his second base defense improved in 2023. Gorman should be off limits in the trademark. He's several years younger than Newt Bar and Donovan and has the most remaining years, five, of contract control. So that's a, just a snippet because <laughs> he goes into all sorts of stats in this thing that uh, are very, very interesting. And it just shows you how good these guys really are. I know we caught some flack in the comments about why, why do we think Brendan Donovan is some superstar or something? Not superstar, but damn, he's good. He's really, really good. And he was getting better last season before the elbow issue popped up. So I agree with Bernie that of the three, Gorman is the one I'm least likely to trade. I am one of the few people who had Gorman's back through his rookie year when other people wanted to jettison him off to all sorts of different teams. Get him out of here. He strikes out too much. He can't hit. He's going to get worse. Sucks on defense. No, he got better. He got better this year. And unfortunately, those back issues... That's a problem. And I, again, I brought it up. I, I'm very much worried about that, but I'm hoping the medical staff could come up with something to help limit them moving forward. But as we brought up before, Gorman has elite power, elite power, like top of the food chain power. The other two are very good at what they do. Okay. Newbar, very good. Donovan's very good. But Gorman has an elite skill set that personally I'm just not willing to part with unless it's for an elite pitcher. Now, one of those pitchers that some may deem to be elite is Dylan Cease, despite his uh, not-so-great year this year. I threw out a trade proposal in yesterday's show, and I want to discuss that trade and your comments about that trade. We're going to do that next on Locked on Cardinals. The MLB playoffs are down to the final four, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. I mean, the playoffs have gotten really, really interesting. Astros now up three to two after being down to nothing. Phillies and D-backs tied at two apiece. And you can bet on guys still like Bryce Harper, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, Adolis Garcia, Cattell Marte, all of these guys playing big, big roles with their teams right now. And uh, you can do this on the sleeper app, pick more or less on stats. For these stars, like home runs, hits, and if you want to go with pitchers, uh, Zach Wheeler, Zach Gallen, going to battle it out for the NLCS in Game 5. Uh, you can go with strikeouts for those guys, and you can uh, do this for up to 100 times payout on sleepers. So get your picks right, you win big. That's how it works. Then take those winnings and do what you want. You can take the wife or girlfriend out for a nice steak dinner or something. Uh, wife and I actually did that last night. We uh, went out to an Italian joint who is also known for their steaks, had some red wine, uh, six-ounce filet, short rib ravioli, little Korean barbecue empanadas, chocolate strawberry cake for dessert. Mwah! So good. So good. Or you can just spend it on Halloween candy, which is both are very much acceptable. They're both acceptable, especially if you go to the peanut butter cups, if, you know, if you're asking my opinion. But anyway, 
chance to win big and do it in a fun way and to make things even better little gift for you here. Use promo code locked on. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. That's right. Promo code locked on. Get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Be sure to check out Sleeper today. Going to throw some pictures up of what the app looks like. I actually just uh, began a fantasy basketball uh, league on Sleeper. So uh, I'm using it for all sorts of things you can do it as well so check it out for yourself sleeper app available now thanks for making locked on cardinals your first listen every day you can leave comments on youtube as well as on twitter anytime you want that feedback always welcome and encouraged speaking of being an armchair gm i had some fun yesterday going through uh different trade packages to try to pull dylan cease from the Chicago White Sox, put him into a St. Louis Cardinals uniform. I uh, went to the website, baseballtradevalues.com, to put together my deal. And as I said in yesterday's episode, it wasn't exactly easy to put this thing together because of how much value Dylan C. still has because of how good he is and because of his years of control that still remain. Um, and if you try to put one together that doesn't include uh, big values like the ones that Gorman or Newpar or Donovan have almost impossible unless you are going to throw in like Jordan Walker or Mason Wynn. And that that's just not going to happen in real life. At least I don't think so. Um, I, I really don't think so. Uh, so the deal I had, and I'm going to put it up on the screen here on, uh, on the YouTube page here. Uh, this is what I had for it yesterday. In case you missed it, Donovan, Dylan Carlson, Matthew Libertor, and former first round pick, Michael McGreevy in exchange for one Dylan Cease. And I know, I know, it hurts. It hurts. But if you want a top-of-the-rotation guy, you got to trade away real assets. You can't trade Juan Yepes and Luke and Baker plus a couple of fungo bats and get Dylan Cease in return. Not going to happen. So we had some mixed reactions from people, although overall I would say most people like this trade. And and we're actually okay with it. I think people are starting to understand what you're going to have to give up to get somebody of Dylan Cease's caliber. And again, the control years, so very, very important. So let's go to uh, a couple of these responses uh, for Dylan Cease. I got Ikale ends. That is a hard trade to make, but we all know it could come to something like this. Donovan would really sting, but there are others in the ranks still. It would also make picking up Harrison Bader a more attractive option for the front office, too. So it could be done with Sting and Salve both applied. Um, I did do that outfield episode earlier this week, and we'll probably uh, come back to that episode because it's intriguing to me that if they end up dealing somebody like Carlson or O'Neill or any of these outfielders, what the possibilities are in free agent outfielders. Granted, other teams are also going to want to talk to these guys and bring them in, but you know, I know Bader has had some tough injuries recently, but you're right. Bringing him back would uh, would be an attractive option for this front office because it would also appease the fans. We loved Harrison Bader in St. Louis. When he came back as a Yankee, we still love him. Like, it's fine. He looked really, really weird in a red uniform this year, by the way. Uh, but you could do that. You could re-sign Bader then, or you could re-sign Bader and Jordan Montgomery, and boom. Talk about crushing a trade. That'd be huge. 
<laughs> uh, Stephen Connell says, I like the trade. I would try to substitute someone for McGreevy, as I am not sure how good he can still be. The same package with a Woodford or even Hudson instead. That would save the Cardinals some cash, and Hudson should have some value. Another guy I would trade is Giovanni Gallegos. I think we can get as good as a performance from within. Who knows? Maybe even McGreevy. That would free up more money for a Yamamoto, Nola, or Gray. I do like your trade. You have to give to get. Thanks, as always, for the show. Well, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate you. Uh, McGreevy, the reason I put him in there, because I'm thinking about on the, on the White Sox side, he's got more upside than a Jake Woodford or a Dakota Hudson because of his age, because of the years of control, former first-round pick, so he's obviously somebody people wanted. So that's why I had him in there. Now, you can sub him out for either of those two, and I'm all for it, but I think the Sox would rather have a recent first-round pick with more upside than either of those two guys that you mentioned. Uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you writing me? Uh, Jimmy G. says, hell no. Donovan had the highest average on the team last year. His OPS was fourth, and if he hadn't needed surgery, he would most likely be around 20 home runs. He also has improved every year. Nobody on the team is a better spark plug than Donovan, Arenado, and Newt. Donovan can also play many positions without hurting the team. Anyone else we have would be on the table with the exception of Walker. Another plan would be for DeWitt to spend some damn money. I doubt he will, though. Probably just shuffles a few guys around to get a halfway decent pitcher so he can give fans hope and sell more season tickets. Well, Jimmy, first off, thank you for writing. Second off, um, I mean, it is a business. He is trying to sell more season tickets and give fans hope so more people put butts in the seats. We saw what happened last year, didn't we? That um, people were fed up. They they were not interested in coming to a Cardinal baseball game pretty much after August. Like, it was pretty empty at Bush Stadium. And uh, trust me, ownership noticed. And they noticed it in the pocketbook, too. Because when even though they sell over 3 million tickets at the get-go, you know, out of the gate, they know that's what they're going to get to concessions, spending around the ballpark, uh, buying souvenir, all that stuff <laughs> dips big time when people don't show up. Trust me, they've noticed. Um, but I think we all know that it's going to take a combination of spending money and making a deal to get the required pitching needed to become a contender again. It's you, they're gonna have to do it. They just are. You can't do all of it in one way and none of it in the other. There's no way to buy. Well, I guess you could, but it's probably not likely that you're going to land three very good starting pitchers just through free agency. It's not likely that the Cardinals are going to pay for three pitchers. You're going to have to make a deal. It's just, it's going to have to happen. And whether it is guys like Nola Snell, Gray, or any of these Japanese pitchers, the wallet's going to have to stretch a bit to get this thing going again. And I think they've realized that. And if they don't come through and do it that way, I don't know how this team is going to win next year. I can't see how they can calculate in their minds that, oh, this is a great plan. We'll be fine. You saw what being fine did this year. You thought you were going to be fine. And it was one of the worst seasons in franchise history. Can't repeat that. Thank you to all of you for uh, commenting and being respectful to each other in the chats and in the comments. I appreciate it. I see the back and forth, no name calling, nobody's bullying each other. Good job. We're going to talk some playoffs next because, oh my, did we have some drama on Friday night? We'll do it next year on Locked on Cardinals.
Modern medical care and treatment are important and should be readily available to you when you need them. And bad things, don't they always seem to happen at just the most inconvenient times? I mean, pandemics, never a good time for that. But natural disasters, you're traveling, something bad goes. You know, foreign travel, all of a sudden something happens, could cut you off from the treatment that you need. That's where our friends at Jace Medical come in. They are your solution. What you do is you fill out your online form. One of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will then review it, determine whether or not medications are safe and appropriate for whatever your need is. Then, if everything's good to go, they'll send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where that order will get filled and then mailed directly to your home. You don't even have to leave the house. Another bonus to Jace Medical is that you can also send in uh, any messages to your physician for answers to treatment-related questions, but you can do it at any time you want. It, it's not like it has to be between the times of you know 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. That's just not how reality works. That's not the real world. Everything happens at different times of the day, and they're ready for you 24-7. You can leave messages and get answers to your particular treatment. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected, and that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication when an emergency goes down. Jace Medical will make sure that that medication is in hand and it's simple to use. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Get 20 bucks off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on to check out on jacemedical.com. Once again, 20 bucks off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code locked on at checkout at jasemedical.com. So the championship series continued on Friday night. And let's just say, if you <laughs> if you had a heart condition, not the games for you. These two games were a lot of fun to watch. Got to check them out when I got back from dinner last night. And uh, my goodness. I, you know, it's great watching these games, too, because there's no stress. It's not the Cardinals involved, so I'm not like, oh, my gosh. Like, I still have my fingernails. It's awesome. Usually I don't when I'm watching ball games with my teams in it. So uh, the ALCS yet to see a home team win a game yet. <laughs> the Rangers get the first two in Houston. The Astros win the next two in Arlington. And then yesterday's game, you had two aces going, former Cardinal uh, Jordan Montgomery facing Justin Verlander. And Monty was was strong again. The stock continuing to go up. And so do the dollar signs. He's, he's getting more and more expensive as he continues to be good in this postseason. Um, tosses five and a third innings, two runs, five hits. One of them a solo shot by Alex Bregman did that in the first inning. Verlander on the other side, really, really good. Five uh, innings pitched, allowed just one run on a Nathaniel Lowe solo home run. But then in the sixth inning, the Rangers were able to get to him. Astros were up 2-1 to one at the time. Corey Seager doubles. Rookie Evan Carter, who's been a stud. He singles. That brings up former Cardinal Adolis Garcia. First pitch he sees, koosh, knocks it over the wall in left center. Three-run shot off Verlander to give Texas a 4-2 to two lead. But then drama picks up in the eighth inning. With the score the same, Evan Carter walks to lead off the inning. Garcia comes up again, and he gets plunked. He gets plunked on the very first pitch. Immediately turns around to the catcher, Maldonado. Has some back and forth between them. Bench is clear. And in the end, the pitcher who threw the pitch, Brian Abreu, and Dusty Baker, manager of the Astros, they get tossed. 
Adolis Garcia gets thrown out as well. No punches thrown. I didn't see him do anything. I don't know why Garcia got thrown out of the game. I don't know if it had something to do with touching an umpire. I'm not sure. But he's out. And that's a huge spot. Garcia's up at the time. Doesn't even get to swing the bat. And now he's out of the game completely. Intentional or unintentional. Probably not the smartest move to being a guy right there. You already got a runner on. You're going to put him in scoring position and you're already down four to two. I don't know if it's intentional. Like it just doesn't make sense to do it that way. Astros claim that no, we weren't trying to hit the guy. We're trying to pitch him up and in and we hit him. It wasn't on purpose. A lot of people though believe that it was on purpose, especially Rangers fans, but the Astros end up getting out of the jam and they grab some momentum from the, from this head to the ninth inning down to a single and a walk starts the inning. And then Jose Altuve, man, Jose Altuve, who yesterday I was singing his praises of how clutch and good he is. He does it again, smashes a three-run home run, gives the Astros the lead. They win it 5-4, to four, demoralizing loss for the Rangers, putting Houston 1-1 one, one away from the World Series yet again. Uh, teams uh, ahead 3-2 to two in any best-of-seven postseason series go on to win it 79 of 112 times, 71%. So odds are in the Houston Astros' favor, and they're heading back to Houston. Then in the NLCS, we had, a, a, oddly enough, a bullpen game on both sides it's very strange that that's what they decided to go with both teams, but Phillies are up five to three in the eighth inning and closer Craig Kimbrell is on to finish things off. Alec Thomas. I don't know how he hit this one where he hit it. It's a fastball off the outside part of the plate by a couple of inches. He pulls it into the swimming pool in right center field ties the game up at five. All the momentum goes to the snakes. Then two outs could tell Marte singles. Corbin Carroll gets hit by a pitch. Gabriel Moreno. Comes up with the RBI single off of Jose Alvarado. Gets the lead. They win it 6-5, to five, I believe was the score, uh, to even up the series at two games apiece. Just crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. It's a lot of fun. And again, I hate that the Cardinals aren't in it, but I also am enjoying the fact that they're not in it <laughs> because I'm not as stressed out about it. I can watch the action happen and go, oh my gosh, this is crazy. My wife, on the other hand, is rooting for the Phillies, so she was... None too happy about it. She's, she's a fan of uh, Castellanos. She loves Schwarber. She loves Harper. She's in love with this team right now. I said, I said she's being kind of slutty when it comes to uh, going from her Reds to now just pulling for the Phillies gung ho. But she scoffs at me and says, "You're whatever. Your team stinks." I'm like, "Yeah, they they do," but. We're trying to turn it around. So game, uh, let's see what we got. Game five in the NLCS. That'll be tonight in Arizona. Good pitching matchup. Again, Zach Wheeler against former Cardinal Zach Gallen. Uh, game six of the ALCS will be on Sunday night in Houston. So it's been a, it's been a fun playoff so far uh, in, the, in the championship series. The first couple rounds, not so much. These games, it's been good stuff. I'm sure MLB's ratings are probably pretty good. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter, X at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like, subscribe on YouTube, help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. We appreciate you. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.